0: hey what's going on mr dylan
1: not much man just uh you know in- enjoying my my holiday week what's uh what's been going on with you brian
0: uh well, tornado's cat treadmill showed up today <laughs> so, Cat treadmill yeah huh. uh i think i've definitely told you guys how uh how small my apartment is and um yep it comes in a relatively small box Compared to what it's going to be once all assembled, it's about forty-eight inches in diameter. Uh, it's basically a giant hamster wheel for a cat. Um, it's going to take up Where's half it? my apartment.
1: Does it come with a little uh, catnip mouse on a string that you can
0: hang from the end of it, <laughs> like a carrot on the end of a stick? Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, 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 not that I'm aware of, but I think that's going to be how I have to train her to use it properly. Uh, so very very interested. That's going to be my night man. I'm going to be I'm going to be setting that up tonight uh and hopefully she she seems like she's bored. That's why I bought it for her. You know what man? Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe we need to start this show. <laughs> yeah, probably right. Uh, let's do it. This is PSVR Gamescast Live, we film live every single Monday, Wednesday, almost screwed that up, and Friday, right here on PSVR, without parole, 6pm Eastern, we do it live, for your pleasure, and sometimes, for her pleasure, mostly, for my pleasure. Uh, Guys, don't forget that if you don't like watching this thing live, if you watch it later, Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry sends me the timestamps, and we add them into the show, so you only have to watch the part that you care about. Come on, though, that's a silly way to watch the show. Also, if you don't like staring at our faces which I can actually totally understand. Um, Don't forget that Meow uploads this thing to podcast services of your choice. Which ones? I don't know. But it's like all of them. So whatever one is your choice, that's where it is. You can listen to the MP3, the audio format of this podcast. My name is Brian Paul from this channel right here, PSVR Without Parole. And to my right, the beautiful, the amazing, the mysterious Wes Dillon.
1: A bit mysterious, I guess, Brian, but uh, I'll I'll take amazing for sure. Thank you, sir. You're amazing as well.
0: Oh, thank you very much. Uh, Man, if anybody is out there who doesn't know, uh, Wes is from the VR channel, Virtual Strangers. that covers, uh, unlike what we do over here, which is just PlayStation VR and PlayStation VR 2. You cover all VR over there. Uh, Tell me, Wes, what is going on in the land of Virtual Strangers this fine week? Dude
1: tons tons of stuff going on right now that's kind of the reason i'm flying in here by the seat of my pants late as usual or later than usual uh but man we've got tons of stuff going on of course as always we've got strangers of the night coming later tonight it's time for game of the month again so we're going to be playing that game uh anybody who wants to help us choose the game of the month show up live later on tonight and uh, you'll have your chance to uh kind of act as the tiebreaker in uh, in case there's any disputes between myself and my co-host. Um, besides what's a, that, what, we're what's we're... on
0: the docket for Game of the Month? Uh, do you, Do you remember the ones that are uh, up for contenders? I'm trying to remember what games uh, well, came out this
1: month. Well, it's really easy for PlayStation VR because nothing came out this month, nothing <laughs> at all. Uh, although I do think that there was a yet another variation on Darkness Roller Coaster that I saw. Uh, this is true. Uh, lights Lightsaber Edition or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that I guess that would be the default game of the month if we were to want to honor that with any such distinction, which we're not. Um, but yeah, man, on Quest, Quest was had a decent month, Mother Gunship Forge, uh, the last Clockwinder, um, stick out, but PC really had the uh, the strongest month with uh, with Green Hell and um. Let's see. What else was it? Hell versus Beanstalker. So that's kind of going to be the debate uh, that that really uh, falls in. Plus, I mean, there was F122, which I haven't played. So we're going to be leaning on the chat a lot to kind of tell us, does that deserve to uh, to trump the other games, which we have played? And and, uh, we're really, uh, you know, we had some good stuff out this month. We'll just say that.
0: Nice. A little bit jealous. A little bit jealous every time uh, an episode of Virtual Strangers comes up and I see all the games that are going to be talked about, I go, what about us? Where's our game, Sony? Our games. coming. Our game's down here. I know. We're about to crush it. It's going to be amazing. So excited. Guys, please don't forget to subscribe to Wes and his friends over at Virtual Strangers. The link for that is in the description below. Uh, Spread the love. Spread the VR love. There's There's never enough love. To go around. That's not what I was trying to say, but I think you guys get it, uh, Wes. We've got a we've got quite a few different things to talk about tonight. Um, but first, make sure you guys, if if you're new to the channel, hit subscribe like the video, and consider heading on over to our Discord. The link for that's in the description below. It's absolutely free to join. Uh, if you do want access to voice chat or want to get your name on that little scroll that scrolls endlessly down below that I update on the first of every single month, that's $3 over on... We're going to talk about more about Patreon later. Patreon.com slash Games, uh, And if you want exclusive access to exclusive videos and be a member of The Elusive Club, uh, $5 a month on Patreon.com slash Games. Uh, more, more... Uh, More exclusive videos coming soon Uh, I'm also I've I've also realized that I I want I want to make sure that everybody gets the love Um, chairface is asking where is the love and I want to make sure that you guys know out there that I have enough love for everybody and that even the $1 tier deserves some kind of love you know people out there giving them $1 a month on patreon I want you guys to know that I love you just as much Uh, and so I'm gonna be bringing back the litter box uh, which is yeah some old school without parole stuff, uh, very very non VR related, very non gaming related. Usually, uh, it's almost like a real world confessional thing. Probably you know, just five to ten minutes, but but a little something, a little something a week, uh, every week, and uh, hopefully we'll get some of my co hosts to become to do to do some of those as well.
1: Sure, sure. and kudos to you, Brian, for even still having a one dollar tier because what a lot of people don't consider uh, when they. Uh, when they subscribe to things like this or contribute is, you know, Patreon takes their piece or YouTube or whatever platform you're using. And then the government, I don't know if it's the case for you, but for me, the government took half, took half of everything I made after the platforms took their cut. So, you know, to, to have a dollar tier, uh, what, you might get 40 cents out of every dollar that, uh, that gets <laughs> yeah. donated?
0: I'll tell you this uh, about that. When uh, I'm, I'm assuming that you have to do the same thing and call virtual strangers a business because, you know, you make a certain amount every single year. Uh, I've had to call without parole a business for the last three years, I think, maybe four. Um, and, uh, and, the, and the government absolutely hates small businesses. They make sure that you will not succeed no matter how hard you try. Um, so, uh, so if you're out there and you really don't like without parole, me or my co-hosts or, or what it is that we do over here, don't worry. The government will take us down for you soon enough. Sure. We, we got a couple of tips over here from Walid is now a game cat specifically white tiger with the Canadian $2 tip says Alex for PSVR two in exchange for Spider-Man to steam bro if you want to make these deals we can make these deals all day long. I'm ready to wheel and deal and get a bunch of fucking shit over on PSVR2 ASAP uh, I will give you I will give away all the PlayStation 4 exclusives if you want uh, even the PlayStation 5 exclusives as long as we get every fucking uh, next-gen VR game over on our platform
1: Right I think that you that the, the PlayStation camp's going to be in a much more favorable position to uh, make such deals uh, six to nine months from now
0: I'm sorry, did you say 69 months from now? 69 months from now. That's exactly what I said. Yes. Everybody, 69. Everybody in the chat's getting it on. That was the worst song I've ever written, but look at that. Free. No Patreon required. Nihilus Ryan, the Game Feline with the $5 tip says five loves for your pocket. Baby, I got more than five loves in my pocket right now. Oh, you're talking about dollars. I don't have, yeah, maybe buck fifty in my pocket at the moment. Thank you very much, Nihilus Ryan. Darth Vader, the Game Cat with the $10 says, I've been playing a lot of Borderlands 3 and it had me thinking, what do you think of the possibility of having that title on PSVR 2? Randy Pitchford said last year, if fans want another VR game, I, I feel like that was cut off in the middle of the yeah. sentence. Mid-thought, ran out of space, just hit enter. Um, Yeah, man, I mean I, I, I mean, I don't know about you, Wes, but I think it's kind of a no-brainer. I don't know how well Borderlands 2 VR did, on PlayStation VR 1, but uh, I'm assuming as far as VR games sell, it must have done okay.
1: Well, I'm sure it was quite profitable for the developer as it was a pack-in title for a ton of PSVR bundles. Mm. So I'm sure Sh- Sony uh, subsidized it quite a bit just, just by making that deal. Uh, but no, it kind of seems like a no-brainer. Certainly, um, I would consider it uh, toward the top of the list of existing AAA flat games uh if we're talking about likelihood to come to vr uh, that one's got to be up there right
0: yeah I, I would say so i would say so. uh and and really hoping that they do everything in their power to not do the single player thing this time around like borderlands 2 is so much better multiplayer and i think that's the one thing that a lot of Uh, Gamers in general not just VR gamers are jumping up and down about screaming whenever you see uh, You know developers out there on Twitter or wherever else they are saying, you know talking about what gamers want It's always co-op. It's always multiplayer. And so I think we'd be uh, I I think Borderlands 3 would be missing something essential if they didn't get multiplayer in this time around Um, Yeah, I probably I'd probably be way more into it this time if that was the case
1: yeah, and I would say I would doubt that they would have to nerf it on the next gen hardware like they did last gen. So uh, I would certainly uh, expect the multiplayer component to be intact for any next gen uh, VR ports.
0: Twitcher of the single player game cat says Brian's middle name is Snuggles. Who told you that? Did my mom tell you that?
1: Brian Snuggles Paul. Well, then yeah. I ask, who is
0: Paul Brian? Oh. I mean, I don't know if there's any Pauls out there that like to be snuggled. Polish?
1: Polish? Uh, Polish Paul?
0: Nope. So suddenly I'm way less interested than I was before. <laughs> Wes, we had an interesting development today, Um, you know, for all all the fans were clamoring, all the PlayStation fans were clamoring, I know this isn't VR related, but it kind of is in a a roundabout way, all the PlayStation fans out there have been clamoring for more information about God of War Ragnarok, about a release date, just tell us anything, Sony, we'll do whatever it takes, even sending you pictures of our dick, Uh, really, just you tell us and we'll do it, Um, yeah, I mean, anyone not paying attention, that's what happened and that's really fucking sad uh unfortunately but um all the all the negativity aside today uh playstation came out on 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 their playstation blog and revealed what people were wondering what what they've been asking about for so long they came over to the playstation blog posted an article posted a new cg trailer and gave us the release date of of god of war ragnarok what what the hell is happening wes like sony is a multi-billion dollar corporation and they're giving us uh, and they're giving us news through a little website that they sort of run in somebody's basement. What is going on, Wes?
1: Well, it's, that is a very interesting uh, question with the multifaceted answer. I feel like, uh, because this, I mean, this has been kind of the new norm for a while now, like live events and kind of big media events died a few years ago with Sony. And we want to always kind of correspond that to kind of the state of the world. But it also happens to correspond with the change in leadership at Sony. Like this has kind of been the the mo since Jim Ryan and Herman Hulse kind of took the reins and and went with it. So uh, I think I I think that these guys, at least for now, are are complacent and comfortable with letting um, with kind of living off of Sony's reputation from last gen. It's it's widely known that that you know they put out. The best, most engaging gaming experiences in the world, and and they're kind of living off of that, at least for the for the time being. Um, but th- this is this is really their mo. This is what they do every time: blog posts, state of plays. It's one hundred percent digital now, and one hundred percent cheap on uh, <laughs> in terms of uh, budget. Like that, they don't have to spend much money on this stuff, and I think that's kind of why probably the biggest reason why they've uh, decided to go this route
0: i mean i get it right i get it it's if you have if you have this outlet and it's actually working for you then then why go further above above and beyond what you need to do if if everything i mean there's i can only imagine i'd love to find the statistics on this how many video game youtube channels there are out there how many video game websites there are out are out there who cover everything that PlayStation does and says? Like, you could easily have this, you know, million dollar uh, commercial, you know, with 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 tens of million dollars behind it that does this huge ad campaign on television. But are you actually gonna, are you actually gonna get into the homes of any more people by doing it that way? When you know full well that if you publish an article on the PlayStation blog about one of the most anticipated games coming out this year, that every single one of those was probably I mean, when I say hundreds of thousands, it's probably underestimating it by I don't know, 90%. I am guessing there's probably a million channels out there some way of of <laughs> that it, it, all of these people are going to cover cover it regardless no matter how Sony goes about announcing it. So they've got this they've got this system and I and I did check uh www.similarweb.com. I, I just I, it was something that popped up when I googled it and it, told, and it gave us the information that two, uh, the PlayStation blog gets 2.4 million visits per month. Now, it doesn't seem to be unique visits, but, like, because I go every single day, every single morning when I wake up. Any PlayStation news? Because this is—they've trained me, Wes. They've trained me that this is a the place where they're going to announce stuff. Do you think Do you think they're training people to say this is where to find your news? Or do you think they even care because they know important news is going to get out there one way or the other?
1: Yeah, I don't think that they're going to care until it starts to affect their bottom line. And I think they can coast like this for a while, probably. And really, there's only a couple of things that could, you know, force them to change. One, obviously, well, I guess all of it really can be categorized as the gaming landscape itself changing, which, you know, this is technology. That is going to happen. And we can see them kind of proactively preparing for that, right, as they move toward... Uh, or, or move away from console exclusivity positioning themselves to be a force on PC and then later cloud-based. Um, so, so we see them, you know, heading that one off at the past, but as far as marketing goes, I mean, uh, until we start to see Xbox or some other platform holder really pick up market share and Sony's ahead by a mile right now. Yeah. Um, they're not going to change anything. The, the other thing I was going to say that could potentially change this outside of just the, the landscape of gaming itself is the, the landscape of uh, digital media changing. Like if, if uh, meta's metaverse concept becomes more of a realization and people are spending more times in inside, you know, VR, AR devices, then, you know, five years down the line, 10 years down the line, we could start to see Sony, putting together big events again but again not in the physical space but in the digital space rather
0: yeah agreed and this i mean they've like i said they've trained me uh i think they're starting to train other people uh and if if other people don't want to go to the playstation blog and read articles then uh, then no worries right because because your favorite youtube channel is going to be cover covering whatever it is that sony posts and in doing all of sony's work for them um which, which honestly, I don't really see a, a downside about. Uh, I it, it kind of bums me out a little bit, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure it bums out some God of War fans that this is how the news was delivered. Especially, especially since all we got today was like this CGI trailer, which is, I mean, who the fuck cares about CGI anymore? Like, really? Like, we want to see gameplay. We want to see. Hey, let's see, watch Here's the first ten minutes of God of War Ragnarok. This is what you tuned in for. Here you go. Um, so, but. So, I mean, I think we all have to lower our expectations when it comes to uh, the the fireworks and the pomp and the circumstance and the sparklers uh, that we all want PlayStation VR 2 to be delivered with. Uh, I, think, I think we're going to continue to see PlayStation use the PlayStation blog, uh, and especially, I mean, if God of War Ragnarok got this treatment, then I think PlayStation VR 2 will get this treatment as well um, because there's technically even a smaller market for that right now, I believe, um, especially, especially at the launch, uh, you know, during a time that they know they're going to sell out of what, however many hardware units they make. Um, why do you think we, why yeah. do you think we didn't get this sooner? There, there was,
1: there have been plenty of opportunities for them recently to kind of put this date out there, be it the state of play that we, we enjoyed that had all of the PSVR two information in it, but certainly wasn't, exclusive to vr and then right after that the next day there was the summer games fest which was a kind of a big deal big event that had a lot of eyeballs on it uh but instead they've opted again just for a uh you know a cgi trailer and a and a and a blog post and are obviously relying upon the uh the, the digital media to kind of carry the carry it for them Um, Is this just ineptitude or do you think that it really is that they're trying to train people to come to the source to get it?
0: I do. I do love that. The first response we always have is they must just be dumb. They don't know how to market things. (laughs) We're great. They don't they certainly don't have a marketing team over there that's making tons of money or there being paid tons of money. No, of course they do. Of course they do. I think I think the thing we have to realize is 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 that I think when, when Sony looks at these dates, when they look at uh, the Game Awards, or they look at Summer Game Fest, or they look at whatever it is that's coming up and, and it will work in their favor, they go, ah, that just seems like too far away. You know, like we're in July now. And to be honest, man, November still seems kind of far away to me. Like it's, it's July, August, September, October, November. This is still four months away. And and, and I, I mean, what did, help me out, man, because, because my brain is failing me as it always does. What did, did Sony announce anything during Game Fest?
1: Ah, uh, oh, man, they did. I,
0: the Last of Us yeah. uh, remake. They closed God, out the show good. with that, right? And so, and so, I, I think again, Sony. I say this all the time, but I'll say it one more time. Why the fuck not? Um, so I think Sony learned a hard lesson years ago when they had the E3 of Dreams and they announced like 15 different games. And then for the next three years, they had nothing to announce, right? It was all, oh, here's some more gameplay of that game we announced two fucking years ago. And I think Sony fans kind of got like burnt out on hearing about the same games, same games, same games. And so now they sort of just like pepper things, right? It's like, we're gonna keep all attention on PlayStation, PlayStation 5, PSVR 2 by giving you a little bit here, a little bit there. We don't need to announce five games all at once, right? Everybody's done talking about Last of Us Remake. Okay, well then, now let's announce a little bit more about God of War Ragnarok. right? And and they do it on their own time, knowing full well that it's going to get all this attention, regardless of how they do it. So I think that's what they're doing, and I think they learned some hard lessons years ago.
1: Yeah, and you know what? It it does kind of work in their favor with the coverage of this, because the more that they don't announce, the more people speculate in the off time, right? Like, if they give us everything at once then what, what are people going to be talking about next week, the week after, you know, not much, but if they give us one here, they give us the last of us at games fest, you know, people have been talking about God of war ever since then. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it, it does make sense in that, uh, respect. And very much, uh, we have noticed this trend in the PS five era of them kind of just staying quiet and, and letting people speculate. So, uh, I guess it fits the, uh, their MO over the last few years and, it does make a little bit of sense if you think about it that way.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're moving into a time that we've never been in before. And, and it might sound dumb, you know, if you're, if you're 20 and, and, you know, the internet has always been a thing. Uh, and fan sites have always been a thing. And whatever has always been a thing, right? But, like, but, but social media is bigger than it's ever been. And, and there's more video game websites than there's ever been. There's more video game YouTube channels than there's ever been. And I think Sony at one point probably stopped and went, why the fuck are we doing this? These people can do it for us, and so shit's changing before our eyes. And I think this is one of the most uh, obvious changes that Sony has made. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of less obvious changes that have been made, uh, you know, that we're not even aware of. But this one seems pretty obvious. Hey Wes, uh, let's let's knock out a few of these tips. I don't want to I don't want to get too far away from them because as soon as I get too far away, I forget to read one, and then like I can't sleep at night. Kill Artist One, the Dreamweaver Game Cat with a five dollar tip <laughs> says, "I jumped back into Iron Man VR and man, I'd forgotten how great the flight and gameplay was. What's the chance we see a VRAF sequel on PSVR two? Give it to me, Wes. You must know something uh, about something."
1: Yeah, I have no idea. I, I, to be quite honest, I don't even know how well did Iron Man do. I would imagine it did pretty well. You know what we said about Borderlands two yeah. a moment ago. Uh, it applies here as well, right? There there were plenty of bundles, Iron Man VR bundles that went out there. So um, certainly if Sony wants to make this a thing, then it'll be a thing. Um, And and we all know the superhero stuff is all the rage right now. So I would consider it more likely than not.
0: Yeah, uh, I would also consider it more likely than not. Uh, You know, we we had complaints about Iron Man, but there were so many people who who said this is my favorite VR game ever or some other people said this is my favorite game ever uh, and so uh, so it obviously the, it found an audience and and people out there loved it and it definitely hit the sales chart like you said it was a packing game for a while um, i think it it's probably one of their longest running packing games uh for until recently, and maybe still now, you can go to PlayStation.com and go to their own store. And the version of the PSVR headset that they're selling is the Iron Man bundle with, uh, with the move controllers. And this game's been out for a couple of years now. So I would say it probably sold pretty well, even if by default. Um, uh, to answer the re- other part of your question, Kill Artist, I, I really hope. Camouflage seems like a, such a talented team, but they seem like they run into problems a lot and don't have either the team or the time to address these problems, right? They they knew about the load times long before the game was done, uh, but but they were like, well, without stripping it all down, starting over from scratch, we can't fix this, right? And so it's like, but and I, and, and I would hope that any other team would have Done exactly what they needed to do. Strip it all down and, and start over from scratch and rebuild it like with with you know with with less intrusive load times. Um, you know the VRAF elements were were terrible in Iron Man. Uh, everything but the flying and shooting was just kind of rough. Uh, so I really hope that Camouflage has has made the changes they need, has built the team they need. I know now that they've got two studios now, one in Japan and one in the U.S. Uh, working in tandem on games. So really really hope we they get kind of get another chance to make you know i think iron man vr was great but i think they could make something that really 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 blows us away
1: yeah the the best the best superhero game in vr uh in spite of its flaws which there are many
0: agreed alihembre with the five dollar tip says next summer we might get a showcase or a press conference in vr Man, I I love the optimism, but I can't get behind it. I I think I think we uh will be lucky to get a showcase of VR games at some point or a state of play that's focused on VR. I think that's about the best we can hope for at the moment.
1: Yeah, maybe by the end of the generation, uh that'll be a thing. Uh, you know, depending upon how much Sony leans into the social side of things. You know, if they revive PlayStation Home as a as a VR thing and and really kind of uh, try to draw people into their digital spaces. Maybe toward the end of the generation, we would get some kind of a games showcase in VR, uh, but certainly not anything that's going to happen anytime soon.
0: Yeah, agreed. Then we got Wally is now GameCat, specifically White Tiger, uh, with the Canadian $5 tip. It says, God of War reveal is likely to troll leakers with Sony not bowing down to them. The November 9th release date to me confirms a September-October Sony showcase, including PSVR 2. That's an excellent point. I guess we didn't really read into what this release date actually means uh, about uh, about Sony's next showcase. Uh, and I think I think you might be right on this. I, I had been hearing for a while that there was going to be some kind of other showcase, some kind of other event showcasing PlayStation VR 2 stuff, but... Um, but at the same time I'd heard that there was a lot of misinformation coming out of Sony intentionally uh, in order to track down some leakers. So, uh I think that I think I might have been victim of exactly that. Um a September October Sony showcase would be amazing.
1: Right, well they they they've done one uh annually pretty much the entire PS5 generation. Uh last year's was September, so it lines up. Although I'm not sure that God of War would be a huge part of that, I'm sure they'll run a new trailer or something. But beyond that, I would expect like a, uh, you know, a God of War focused state of play. That's typically what they do with their big uh, flat releases. Is they'll give them a you know a 20 minute, 25 minute uh, focused uh, state of play with you know tons of gameplay and and, uh, and that sort of thing.
0: Agreed, Wes. I think we need to move on to our next news story, the big story of the day. Uh, and that is, uh, I mean, and and I don't, I don't know how surprised some people are about this or how, or what people's reactions are, but I can't wait to see the comments right now. Uh, because the Verge reported today that the grand theft, oops. There it is. That the Grand Theft Auto V modder we just wrote about, if you've been following the bird, you already know who this guy is, uh, has been slapped with a DMCA takedown. Sometimes I think take two. And Rockstar lawyers don't appreciate his VR ports. Um, interesting. All right, let's see. Let's let's blast through this article here. Uh, this is written by Scott Hollister again over at The Verge, and he writes, last Friday we introduced you to Luke Ross, a modder who now makes $20,000 a month on Patreon. I think this is super important that we keep an eye on uh, that number uh, and the fact that he's making a shit ton of money off of this Wes before when we talk about this. Uh, He's making $20,000 a month on Patreon, bringing big games like Grand Theft Auto V and Red Dead Redemption 2 to virtual reality, but the publisher of those games, Take-Two Interactive, was apparently not amused, and Patreon is now threatening to suspend his account unless he plays ball with a DMCA takedown. What does Take-Two want him to do? That's actually not clear, but it's looking like Ross will be forced to remove his VR mods anyhow. Uh, Listen, before... What what is what is your experience, Wes? Before we move on in this article, what is your experience with with mods, with VR mods, uh, and, uh, and 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 what do you, and and here's and here's why I'm asking you this before we even really get started in this article because I'm such a console gamer. Uh, and you know, my, whenever I dabble in PC, I just play the game as is, I don't fuck with mods. Uh, and I always hear about people saying, oh, you got to play Skyrim with this mod or, or you, you got to, you know, like, oh, the, the modding community is great with Beat Saber, you know, custom tracks and blah, blah, this and that, whatever. And I just play, I just play games as is that that's me. I, I don't experiment with this stuff. So what is your history with all of this?
1: Well, um, my history with VR modding is actually relatively recent. Uh, I've always known that this is kind of a possibility for me since I became a PC gamer. Uh, but it, you know, it never was something that I typically wanted to get into because like you, I I at heart am a console gamer and just want to turn the game on and play. I've never been much for wanting to tweak things or even settings. Like I I don't even really want to play in the settings all that much. I just kind of have to, you know, if I want smooth turning and full locomotion, but, um, but more recently, as Quest has kind of become the dominant uh, force in the VR market, we've had less and less high fidelity, high budget VR games. You know, before Quest, Oculus was funding PC VR games, and uh, there, there was some really nice stuff. And beyond that, we all know what Gen 1 PSVR brought us. But as time has gone on over the last year, I've gotten more and more into modding. Uh, because, uh, uh, you know, of my appetite for AAA VR. Now, a lot of these, like, peripheral mods and stuff, like you're talking about Skyrim mods and Fallout mods, Beat Saber mods, I haven't really dabbled in all of that stuff all that much. But the mods that bring games that are not VR games into VR games, uh, I've actually dealt with quite a lot over the past few months. And um, most of them, I'm happy to say, uh, there's really not all that much tweaking involved. Most of them nice. typically uh, involve copying and pasting one file. And then the thing just works in VR typically.
0: Nice. Well, let's, let's get further into this article and see what else we can extract from it. Uh, here's a copy of the message Ross says he would receive from Patreon Wednesday morning as provided to The Verge. Uh, Hello, my name is Richard, and I'm contacting you from Patreon Trust and Safety Team. We recently received a copyright claim for works you are making available on Patreon, specifically the claim that comes from Take-Two Interactive Software, the parent company of Rockstar Games and 2K Games, who own the rights to Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Mafia Definitive Edition, being utilized in your posts on Patreon. We ask that you remove all copyrighted works from your Patreon page. If you are unable to remove these works in a timely manner, or we have trouble determining the extent of the potential infringement on your page, we may suspend your account on the post in question until all claimed materials have been removed. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Boring, boring, boring. Uh, please note that even if in the event that you file a counter notice, you will still need to remove the claimed content from your page. Thank you in advance for your understanding. Blah, 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 blah. Um, okay let's let's dive into this before we uh before we continue on in the article all of the mods that you've used so far wes free or paid
1: um you know everything from luke ross is technically paid um most of the mods in general though that i've used on pc i think everything other than luke ross has been free luke ross is the only one who puts anything behind a paywall and for for what it's worth uh i mean you don't have to pay for them like people will share them with you pretty freely that they, they don't make it difficult for this to uh this to occur but i mean uh most people um know this and pay anyway because they're so grateful for the service that Luke Ross provides
0: yeah uh this is this is this is where i start getting very concerned uh, you know, I'm very I, I'm usually as pro-consumer as I can possibly be and uh, I say, you know Developers you make a game you put it out there and now you just deal with whatever people do. It's fine um, And especially in this case where where Lucross isn't giving you a free copy of the game or asking you to pay him for a copy of the game He's just providing the mod right and so you still have to buy whatever game it is that you want to use the mod on I think the problem mostly lies in the fact that he's making a fucking shit ton of money. Like $20,000 a month is no small chunk of change. He's making $20,000 a month on Patreon. And you can say, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's just behind a paywall. Or you can say, you can say, you can, you can phrase it however you want to, but he's making money off of take two's properties. And I think that's about all you need to know to say this this gets into a, a serious legal gray area, right? Because it's 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 essentially changing the way that people are playing the game and and and
1: Well here here's the thing. Here here's the thing. A couple of things actually. Um first of all, as we've noted and as the, a lot of these articles have noted, um he's not selling any kind of code from that from the game or anything right. uh like even the mod itself, when you go to download it, you would think now, you know, someone who hasn't had experience with it would think you would go onto the Lucros Patreon and there would be a, a download here. All right. So here's the Red Dead mod and, and here's the Grand Theft Auto mod. Here's the Mafia mod. So on and so. On. It's, it's not like that. The, they all all the mods, all the Lucros mods come in one pack called the Real VR mod and that's it. They don't actually have game uh, titles on them until you get into the actual file that they send you. You unzip it and it has X, Y, and Z. It has all the games that he has modded. All come in the same pack called The Real the Real Mod. Uh, so literally all of the references to the games themselves are in the description and, and the text posts that he has put up on Patreon. The other thing we need to consider is that all of these other guys who aren't putting their mods behind the paywall are also making most of their money from Patreon. They're just not making it a requirement. So I would wonder, couldn't Luke Ross just as easily, you know, put these mods out there for free on GitHub or some other source and then just have his Patreon as a optional thing like most of the other guys do? I, I would wager that he would probably not lose more than five percent tops of his donations because again people are donating because they want to it's not because they have to I,
0: I gotta say uh, I, the the chat is the chat is making a lot of great points uh, but yet they're all over the place in terms of uh, what side they're following on you got your long shadow saying making a lot of money off of other people's copyright so yeah this is an anti-consumer an anti-consumer move um, we have uh, SEO who says without mods I would have never bought a lot of games like Subnautica or Firewatch or even Grand Theft Auto 5 so in in some regards uh this is creating sales for them uh we got a developer Cerebral Frost the Boopcat who says um, crap I just lost it I believe it still falls under copyright fair use though since he's not redistributing any assets from the games themselves right. uh so there's I mean a lot of a lot of different opinions out here And uh, and and I'd like to I'd like to find out exactly uh, what fair use implies here. I'd like like to find out a a lot more details about really. I mean, we're calling it a legal gray area, but there has to be a law somewhere that says this is this is cool or this is not cool. You know, if you're charging people, uncool. You're not charging people, cool. I mean, like there's there's so many different aspects of this story already, and we haven't even finished it yet. Uh, So maybe maybe we should finish it. Maybe. Uh, The Verge goes on to say, as you can see, there's not a lot of room for negotiation there. (laughs) Patreon clearly states Ross has to remove all copyrighted works, even if he appeals. Uh, And he's only got 48 hours to comply. Um, Even though Ross tells us he wasn't actually provided with a copy of Take Two's DMCA takedown request and doesn't know why they're asking him to remove. What's a modder to do? In a public blog post, Ross says he doesn't believe he's actually hosting any copyrighted material. None of my modifications... None of my modifications. I don't know why I just forgot how to speak for a second. I apologize. None of my modifications are built using software belonging to Take Two Interactive Software, and the modifications are not intended to replace their games, nor are they means of replacing Take Two's Interactive Software's uh, proprietary IP or assets. You have to buy the original game for them to work. I think this is another good place to stop, because Wes. I think I think everybody who saw this story today responded in the exact same way or everybody in our community or your community all the vr community people thought the same thing this these are mods that allow you to play these third person or first person uh triple a games in vr which is something that we've been asking for a long time why would rockstar why would take two be asking him to take these things down unless they intended to make money on doing the exact same thing that he's currently doing. I highly doubt that Take-Two would put out a patch or an update knowing knowing their history with Grand Theft Auto V and how many times they've re-released this sucker. I highly doubt they're giving anybody a free update to play these games in VR. Instead, I think it points to, and I'm going to guarantee that you agree with me on this, it points to Take-Two has plans to bring some of their IPs into VR. And I think the first logical move, I've said this for years now, would be to bring Grand Theft Auto 5 in the first person VR for PlayStation VR2 and allowing people to play this ahead of time for maybe not free, but without paying Take-Two anything. Uh suddenly suddenly this feels like more more like theft than than it did before. Don't you agree?
1: Well, I mean, um I can certainly see the point. Uh, I mean, until we saw the trailer for uh, R E Resident Evil Village VR, uh, most people that that are multi-platform VR gamers, such as myself, uh, really weren't too bothered by the idea that Village might be coming to PSVR 2 uh, because the, the mod is so good, right? The mod's already very, very good and plays like a native VR game. Uh, now, if you're a Resident Evil fan, of course, like I am, you you notice the advantages to the upcoming PSVR two uh, version of the game, and, and you and you want to hold off for that. But yeah, I mean, look at Doom three, right? Like when Doom three came out on PSVR, it had about this much impact. And the reason <laughs> why is because everyone in the world else in the world has been playing this game for years in VR because of the mods. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I certainly can see. That side of it, like we we could see where, you know, while it is true that what Lucross is doing is selling copies of the game for the uh, the IP holder. uh, Certainly, if they plan to uh, do their own VR versions of these games at a later date, his mods or, you know, in, in theory, someone else's mods, anyone's mods of these games could hurt demand two, three years down the line. So I I see uh, you definitely have a point from that uh, aspect, that side of things. But again, with that said, I've bought probably 10 or so triple A VR games over the course of the last year. And all of them were just so that I can mod them and play them in VR. I wouldn't have bought them otherwise.
0: Yeah, understandable, understandable. And, it, it, and there's, there's so many different avenues we can go down in response to what you just said. Uh, uh, I'm guessing that most of the mods that you bought or most of the games that you bought, why do I keep saying you bought mods? I'm trying to say most of the games that you bought so that you could mod, that's it. I'm guessing you probably got them when they were on sale, right? Maybe you got a $60 game for $20 or $10 or $5 or whenever Steam does their, hey, this is only $1.50 for this game that everyone else paid $70 for five years ago, right? Whereas that's not what Rockstar wants to do. Rockstar doesn't want you to buy a $1.50 game or a $10 game when they're going to resell it to you with VR support for $60 or $70. Uh, And so, and so. They're, they may be generating sales. The modders might be generating sales for their older games, but they are certainly not taking in the amount of money that they should be for the brand new, as they're going to call it, uh, version of the game with, with VR support. So, so again, there's just so many different avenues we can take about this, and I, and, I, and I can see it from all sorts of different perspectives. And thank you, everybody, in the chat for giving your opinions on this, because this is... I, I I totally I can actually see both sides of this pretty clearly, uh, and I and I and I feel terrible for Luke because especially if he's making a living on this, I mean a really good living. Can we just reiterate? Wouldn't twenty thousand dollars a month? Uh, this is amazing. Is he doing other stuff? Like is, is is this like incorporated into his OnlyFans or something? Because like, <laughs> I mean, like really, like twenty thousand a month for making mods, and, and 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 I'm and I'm glad he's making money on it. But, but holy crap, man, it's like I'm doing something horribly wrong over here. Um, oh, we should probably finish nope. this article <laughs> or something, you think? Sure. I, I, ahead, you, did, you have, did you have – did you – I interrupted you. No, I you was,
1: about- uh, I, I was going to first of all agree with you. i would gotten every one of those games on sale with the exception of Elden Ring, which is a new game, mm-hmm. and I paid full price for that one. Again, a Lucross mod. Um, the other, only other couple points I wanted to make was, first of all, there are some very easy ways – for Luke Ross to get around this, he could just take any mention of all of these take two games off of his Patreon page, Mm -hmm. keep them in the mod as the real mod and people will know where to look for them. And there are other ways to kind of get it out there as he adds new games into the real mod. uh, He doesn't have to put that up on his Patreon. People will just know. Um, True. I had another point, but I forgot it. So I'll just let you go ahead and uh, finish the article.
0: Yeah, I think there's a couple more good points here, and if you do remember what you're gonna say, just stop me. Sure. What's a modder to do? In a public blog post, Ross says he doesn't believe he's actually hosting any copyrighted material. I feel like we just read this already, did we? Uh you We're have to buy the original that. game to make them work. But they're the just their just mods argument hasn't stopped take two before. There have been wave after wave of of GTA 5 modding crackdowns in the companies even filed a lawsuit when a DMCA takedown wasn't scary enough. Take-Two CEO uh, Strauss Zelnick even defended the company's behavior in a 2021 earnings call, trying to explain that Take-Two doesn't necessarily hate mods. He he says, That said, if the economy is threatened or if there's bad behavior, behavior, we know how to define that. Uh, Then we would issue a takedown notice, he said. Back then it seemed like a mod crackdown was clearing the way for remastered Grand Theft Auto games. Uh, we haven't heard about an official GTA five VR m- mod mode. Okay, officially not able to speak anymore, but it is true that San Andreas is coming to VR. Excellent point. It's possible Take-Two believes Ross mods Ross's mods will dry out demand for official VR titles. Take-Two has also filed lawsuits against mods that enable cheaters, which obviously is a little less controversial. Take-Two didn't respond to our request for comment.
1: I remember what it was I was going to say, Brian. Excellent. And um, and I don't know how pertinent this is. While I see the point that modding in general, VR modding in general, can impact the uh, potential uh, demand for future VR ports. uh, Again, the examples I've already given are, are clear evidence of that yeah. uh, luke ross is probably the worst example for that because out of all the vr mods that i've tried luke ross's mods are probably the worst like they're not very good <laughs> this, this guy that was he does so. Ma- this guy does so many different games that he doesn't really finish his mods they're not very polished they're <laughs> all they're all gamepad only this isn't like you know, doom three or resident evil where you, you know, they're taking third person games, making them first person with Mm -hmm. full motion controller support. He's basically, um, giving you a a VR mode for a flat game where it's, he's setting you down in that world and letting you play the game as you always have played it with a very few exceptions, uh, in a couple of different games. Uh, but my experience has been that they haven't ran very well, um, they're, they're typically very demanding on, on my hardware and they're very uncomfortable. Like, uh, they'll, they'll turn your stomach pretty quickly or give you a headache or a bunch of eye strain. Um, we're going to, we're going to try one more time with Lucross mods. And, you know, I had hoped to be able to wait a few months before we did that, but apparently we're not going to have that, uh, opportunity. So we'll be getting back into Lucross mods probably next week or the week after, but, um. My experience thus far has not been good with Loot cross mods they're barely playable at best so i don't i don't I don't think they're going that specifically these mods are going to affect uh demand all that much going forward if we have a a full fledged polished full v r a f version of these games coming out people are going to buy them uh, regardless
0: I was not expecting to hear that from you. Luke Ross mods are maybe not the best. So uh, That's an interesting side of the story that does not seem to have been addressed here. Uh, let's blast through the rest of this uh, because we are going to have to move on. Uh, the end of the show is nigh. Uh, because he's on Patreon, Ross doesn't have a lot of options and believe he's likely to be forced to take down every last mention of Rockstar's games from the site even if Take-Two doesn't explain itself one bit. Uh, here's how the post ends. He says, If left in the dark, I can only... Err on the side of caution, and will not risk other games being involved in the purge in case Patreon effects, uh, elects to shut down my page. That means that all posts, images, guides, recommendations, tutorials, and above all, my VR mods for GTA 5, Red Dead Redemption 2, Mafia: Definitive Edition, Mafia 2, uh, Mafia 1 and 2: Definitive Edition, and Mafia 3: Definitive Edition <laughs> will be taken down and no longer be accessible to download. I refuse to believe this is what Take Two Interactive Software wants. Um, because that would be an extremely anti-consumer and anti-gamer move on their part, but I'm not getting in a legal battle with them. If what they want is to assert their corporate dominance with gamers interests as collateral damage, I have no power to stop them. Uh, just an aside. I, it's obviously not what they want, right? they it seems a little silly to say it's anti it's anti-consumer uh because I'm going to assume that they want me to take down my recommendations of their games my tutorials my let's plays of their games right uh but i mean but i do understand i do understand the stance uh, so i think all the, i think all the the headlines are a little bit misleading luke ross is not saying this is anti-consumer He's saying if this is what they want, it's anti-consumer, but it's obviously not what they want. Um, they want to take down the VR mods. So, but but yeah, it, Patreon needs to clarify with him. Take Two needs to clarify with him. Unfortunately, it doesn't sound like the, commu- the lines of communication are as open as they need to be. Uh, Patreon spokesperson Ellen Satterwiles tells The Verge that the company will indeed reach out to Take-Two for more information about what's actually being claimed and has offered to connect both parties directly to clear things up. We very much hope direct communication between the parties will be productive. It's almost like I read this ahead of time. And as you guys know, I do not. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's that's pretty much the end of the story here. Uh, uh, in summation, I think this is an interesting move. Uh, if this is not the first time uh, uh take two has done this they've done this with other stuff uh, and you know I, I do think that if you're a, a gigantic billion dollar corporation like this you need to protect what's yours um, especially if if it's especially if it infringes on games that you'll be putting out in the future that said uh mods in general have been sort of just allowed and deemed legal in uh in other precedents other legal precedents uh it, we we were looking into this just a little bit before the show um and uh there there are precedents that, that that claim that that make it very clear that modding is legal uh but i but mod's the term mod is a very vague term and I, and i think that maybe uh the legalities need to be more descriptive and need to be uh in in, in and they need to document what's allowed and what's not uh in that way there's way less danger of this happening again in the future uh because I'm sure that Luke Ross would not be spending all of his time making this stuff if he if he thought that any of this would have happened or hopefully
1: yeah that's that's really the the worst part out of all of this is that uh really Um, this could lead to some kind of a legal ruling or legal precedent being set. And, you know, while that would be great for clarification's sake, uh, if that were to come out the wrong way, then what that would mean is that this isn't just Luke Ross mods that are under attack now. It would mean everyone's VR mods would be under attack. Because if there's legal precedent, then... That's called case law. That's something they can point to in court and, uh, and you know, strike this stuff down pretty quickly. So if we allow them to come for Luke Ross, then they're going to come for Prey Dog and they're going to come for Nexus Mods and all the other uh, modding sites out there who aren't directly putting their stuff behind a paywall and subsequently are doing better work than Luke Ross. So uh um, yeah, it's a scary time, especially if you're a PC VR gamer, because this is their one thing. This is all they have left. <laughs> After quest and PSVR two, yeah. what they have left is is modding. And if that gets taken away, man, people are going to be left with a you know a lot of two thousand dollar
0: gaming machines that they can't do much with. Uh old Darth, a PSVR2 gaming hound dog, rare. Says, how different is what Luke's Ross mods do uh, how much how different is that from uh, what's happening in vorpex you're obviously the uh the person to answer this question less
1: well they're technically doing the same thing uh although in in some ways they're doing a better job of it now now vorpex is a great tool if you want to play some of your your or a lot of your favorite last gen or, or you know games from two gens ago um flat games on a screen in 3D. Uh, Vorpex is great for that. Like, And there are some really compelling, immersive experiences that you can have with Vorpex. It's 100% worth the $40 price tag or whatever, whatever it is that they put on it. It's easy to use, and it has some good results if you use it in the right way. Now, if you're trying to use Vorpex as a means for a full VR mod, basically it's trying to do the same thing Luke Ross is doing. Only Luke Ross does it better because the way Vorpex achieves head tracking and head movement is by, um, is by kind of tethering that information, that tracking information, to the mouse movement functionality that is baked into the game. So what you get is is your head movements equate to mouse movements as far as the game is concerned, and it's not perfect. It feels weird. That's the reason why I don't really like doing full VR mods in vortex, the head movement feels weird mm-hmm. because really you're just using your head to move the mouse, like a, like an accessibility feature for a quadriplegic or something. Um, Luke Ross is doing the same thing, only his head movement and uh, is native, right? It's one-to-one. It feels like you're in a VR game when you move your head. Uh, but essentially they're doing the same thing. Um, I would call the, the performance a little bit better on the Vorpex side and the implementation of the movement a little bit better on the Lucross side.
0: Thank you, Wes. I appreciate your technical expertise in this situation. Hey, uh, all the cats out there who saw the thumbnail or the title of this video, maybe not the title, probably just the thumbnail. Uh, you might be wondering the amazing thing that one game cat did <laughs> segue into our next Story, uh, and that is that. Uh, at some point, I I, I kind of put it out there to the community and said, "Man, how amazing would it be if we had some sort of database on every single game of PSVR twenty questions that we ever played?" And as it turns out, well, holy crap, man! Looper the game cat was up to the task and has been been spending quite a bit of time uh, doing exactly that. You can see here uh, he ha- he has a Google Docs link that you can find uh, if you join our Discord. Uh, again, Discord link is in the description below, and he has gone through all 169 episodes <laughs> that we played video uh, 20, PSVR twenty questions on, and documented uh, who was the host, who was playing. Because don't forget, back in the day, there was uh, you know there were three hosts of the show simultaneously. Uh, and uh, what man? What else was it? It was uh, how many questions it took, how much time was left on the clock when the answer was given, and he provided a time stamped link. To each of the YouTube videos, uh, so if <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just kind of incredible. Uh, you can see there's a column here uh, for the results of whether we whether we guessed it or we failed. Uh, so spoilers: if you were planning on going back and watching all 169 episodes, uh, this this tells you every single one what the game was. Uh, and he's also done all these extra st- excuse me statistics as to how many games were repeated. Uh, and uh, I mean, just he's gone super super deep into psvr20 questions uh here i'm just going to scroll down a little bit so you can just see how extensive all of this is uh we are also trying to get a wikipedia page up and of course include this as part of that wiki um this is just this is just so much work went into this and, and we just thank thank you so much looper for all of the effort you put in uh this is about as hardcore as it gets i think don't you think
1: That is hardcore and uh, unbelievable, man. This is, this goes back to exactly what I was talking about last week or, or the week before Uh, your community, man, the game cats are amazing. It's like, you just put it out there, man. It'd be nice if we had this. (laughs) And then somebody dedicates a solid week without sleep to making it a reality. Uh, This is amazing. Uh, And kudos. You said Looper did this? Looper, the game cat. Absolutely. Kudos to Looper, and thank you uh, to all of you who uh, makes this community make this community as awesome as it is. You guys are amazing.
0: Absolutely. I don't know what I did in my life to deserve this. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll figure that out one day, but thank you. You guys are all unbelievable. And Looper especially. Shout out to you today. Uh, thank you so, so, so very much. Uh, serial Killer, the independence game cat, meow, said, I started the Wikipedia. We'll talk later, Brian. I'm looking forward to that. But what I'm looking forward to most of all is right now. We're going to play another game of PSVR 20 questions. Uh, another one for the list, Looper. Uh, this time, West is the host. He's got a PSVR game in his head. And you guys out there, please, I'm going to need all the help I can get. We have 20 yes or no questions to figure out what game Wes is thinking of. Remember, PlayStation VR game. Uh, that's all we know right now. I got to, I got to find the, I got to find the timer. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't
1: recognize the timer anyway, so you could find it or not. <laughs> That's your thing. It's not my thing.
0: Yeah. You know, we, we, I think we learned early on, uh, when we played this game, uh, that we would spend 30 minutes playing and it would take 30 minutes to get out. And, and I, I guess if you had an unlimited amount of time, you could probably guess it every time, but I think the added pressure of the clock is important. Uh, Let's see how it goes today. Cool. All right, you guys, I'm gonna need all the help I can get. So rec- uh, throw out some good questions for me. And also, as the questions get answered, uh, just shout out uh, recommendations of which games uh, you think it might be as we go. Let's go. Uh, does it have... Oh, I'm sorry. Does this game use analog sticks?
1: Uh, it does. I would say yes.
0: <laughs> right off the bat. Um... Do, does this support the aim controller
1: I don't think so i don't think so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say no i'm gonna make sure uh, but i'm gonna okay. say
0: no okay uh, has this game oh uh james moore uh, i'm gonna go with james Moore's question is this based on an existing i p no. Is it I'll go with Ian Stanbridge. Do you control any vehicles in this game?
1: Mm, I don't think so, no
0: I'll go with old Darth. Is this a horror game? Or horror. Theme at all.
1: Uh, no, that's five. And uh, according to this list from GMW3, a fairly recent list, uh, this game does not support aim controller.
0: Okay. Oh, good question, Niles Ryan. Niles Ryan asks Is it a PSVR exclusive? It is not. We have, guys, we have a whole lot in the no column, but we only have analog in the yes column. Um, okay. Would you call this a puzzle game?
1: No. Definitely not.
0: Is most of what you're doing in this game shooting? Yes. Okay, we finally have another yes. Okay, you have analog sticks. So, Dual Shock 4. DualShock 4 shooting game. Most of what you're doing in this game is shooting with the DualShock 4. Oh, wait a minute. We didn't exclude move controls. Crap. Can you use the moves in this game?
1: Uh, you can, definitely. And and uh, as you'll recall, uh, DualShock is questionable for me with this. Uh, I'm only going by what the PlayStation Store told me dual shock for vibration as li- is listed as a uh, as a feature so i assume that you can oh wait a minute no you definitely can use dual shock on this now that i think about it yes dual shock and move controller supported here <laughs> no i am interesting okay is this a wave shooter no and that's 9 i want to say
0: <laughs> i like that you're not keeping track very well because i feel like i might get an extra question Um, has this developer made other PSVR games?
1: Yes. That's
0: 10. Is there multiplayer in this? Yes. Okay guys, we know that there's move support Likely DualShock 4? No, definitely DualShock 4. You said that. There's a lot of shooting, can use the moves. Uh, They've made other PSVR games, and there's multiplayer. Uh, Was this game made by Ubisoft? In fact, it
1: was made by Ubisoft.
0: Okay, so we're going down the Space Junkies route right now, you guys. Uh, So let's try to... uh, I mean, I guess we can narrow it down pretty easily, right? Uh, did did this game just get announced to uh, to have its PC VR server shutting down?
1: It did, yes.
0: <laughs> Is this a three v three competitive shooter that used to be a two v two competitive shooter on PlayStation VR that also <laughs> patched in move support after launch because it launched with only DualShock Four support? I think so. Yeah. Oh, it's obviously Eagle Flight then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wes, is 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 this space junkies?
1: This game is space junkies, Brian, and it's interesting, man. Because a couple weeks ago, I thought I was doing something good, starting a movement to save space junkies. Then you come back a week later and uh, inform everyone that apparently it's shit on PS5, and then a week after that, the uh, the servers get announced to be closed. On uh, on PC only, interestingly.
0: Yeah, it's been kind of a mess, right? And so some people have said that that this game sucks on PlayStation Five, whereas other people were like, "Oh, yeah." There's just one section at the beginning that it feels janky, and then the gameplay is fine. Uh, and then and then yeah, then I uh, the article I read said that uh, the servers are shutting down. But then another article was like, "Oh no, no, it's only for PC VR that's shutting down." And so I had to go in and change PSVR this week. And so it does sound like we get to keep playing uh, Space Junkies. For a while, for a while, uh, and uh and, and we'll, I, I haven't had a chance to jump in and check out the PlayStation Five version and see it, how bad the jank is. Um, but I'm very, very curious. I'm very, well, very curious. Uh,
1: allow me to uh, add something to the uh,
0: the the, the uh, confusion around this game. Oh, good, more confusion. Uh, I ho- I was hoping you were going to clarify, Wes, but instead we're just adding to the confusion. Well, I mean,
1: this might clarify something for some people, but uh, according to the PlayStation Store page for Space Junkies, if you're going to be playing this on PS5, we recommend using a DualShock 4 wireless controller. So they're they're telling you, don't use move controllers if you're playing this on PS5. Use the the DS4, which is interesting, to say the least.
0: I mean, beyond interesting. I think that's the first time I've ever heard... Somebody say, we recommend this on this console. The only thing that even comes close to it is that, you know, Golem, which is the navigation controller, the nav controller is not supported on PlayStation 5. That's the only thing that comes close. Um, John Tatum in the chat says, the jank for me was only during the beginning, but once the gameplay started, it was fine. Uh, I'm just seeing if anybody else here is... Kramer 3K says, is it Space Junkies? I'm 10 minutes minutes behind. (laughs) That's so funny. All right. Uh, Wes, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Um, Are you doing anything on Virtual Strangers tonight? Anything that people can look forward to? Uh,
1: Yes. In addition to uh, Game of the Month, which we already talked about, we're going to be going in-depth on Ruins Magus, which is set to launch on Quest and PC uh, tomorrow, I want to say. Yeah, that game comes out tomorrow. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, This weekend, we're we're shooting our next episode of On Location, welcoming, uh, sadly, it's Bradley, Brad Lynch, coming to hang out with us in VR chat. So uh, eyes out for that one. And uh, next week, I'm doing an interview with the uh, developers of Moss and a giveaway associated with that, uh, that interview as well. So lots going on on Virtual Strangers. Hit the red button, ring the bell if you
0: haven't already. That's awesome news, man. I'm glad to hear that you've got a lot planned coming up. Uh, So if you don't already subscribe to Wes over Virtual Strangers, you guys, make sure you click that link in the description below and spread the love because there's more than enough love for the entire VR community. I think I got right that time. That's way, way better than what I was saying last time. Uh, But shout out to everybody who hung out with us today. Uh, Shout out to all my my mods who uh, are not doing anything illegal despite being called mods. Um, And hopefully we do not get sued for anything because I have mods. Uh, But they are doing God's work, not just here, but over on Discord itself. Uh, Guys, don't forget to join Discord. Uh, Click the link in the description below. Join the best PSVR community around. (sighs) Uh, Also, shout out to Meow. Shout out to Sci-Fi Gamecat Henry. And uh, I don't know. I know I'm forgetting something. Patreon.com slash withoutprogames if you want to support the channel financially. Uh, Other but if not, that's also cool. Thanks for hanging out. We love you. Uh, thanks, everybody who watched the show. Thank you, everybody who commented, helped me through uh, PSVR 20 questions. Uh, thank you, everybody who donated during the show, of course, and if, then does all the people out there who sat back and watched the show didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there, and we love you just as much. Let's get out of here, Wes. Later. Dude, Ian Stanbridge in the chat says, I just found out that if you plug a Game Boy Advance into a GameCube playing Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg, you get to play lots of old Sega games. My mind is blown. Jesus. I mean, this what? I knew there was something more important we should have been doing today instead of doing Gamescast <laughs> Live, and apparently the answer to that question was we should have been playing Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg on GameCube. Uh, apparently.
1: You know, I, I'd seen something in my feed, my YouTube feed yesterday, about playing Game Boy games on gamecube but, and i had just assumed that it was some kind of a new peripheral or add-on for gamecube i didn't know you could actually plug your gameboy into the gamecube that's crazy
0: yeah oh man that was a huge like, connectivity was the future uh according to nintendo back in the day uh and then but but, but they didn't realize was they were just one day just going to fuse their handheld into their home system uh to make it the ultimate in connectivity <laughs> it's not just connected it's the same thing we've got to yeah. love the switch well, um...
1: Absolutely, everyone. Everyone loves the Switch.
0: Hell yeah! Ooh, Braxboro says, "Do I smell Without Pearl Retro Stream, yes, dude. I've been playing so much retro stuff recently. Let's, yeah, guys, go subscribe to my retro channel. The links in the description below, uh, and we'll do something soon. Uh, at the absolute latest, this weekend. How about that? We'll do something. We'll we'll stream something. I don't know what's going to be. Nice. Yeah. I gotta go subscribe to that one. No, nah, you don't. Not really. It's not that good. <laughs> that guy <laughs> over there, he's just getting started. He has no idea what he's doing. Alright, let's get out of here. Later. Meow.